Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Wonkley Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. What is up, NFL fans? Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports, is back in your life. Ron Kruk, along with former New York Giant Tiki Barber and former Buck Rondé Barber. Guys, it's the season of Christmas miracles. How about them Lions? <laughs> ah, that's where we're going. That's yeah, the- I love this. I love this. I texted Dan Campbell. I was getting ready to do the Seahawks 49ers game, and I saw that they won. I texted Dan Campbell. He was like, that felt blinking awesome. It's just like Dan Campbell. Exactly what he told Jared Goff after he threw that touchdown pass. This is what you do to win games. Bleep, bleep. Well, you know what you know what you do to win games? You get a Minnesota defense that plays oh, freaking, ridiculous defense. In, inside the end zone on the last play of the game, like one hundred and one end of yeah. game play, to defend the goal line. What? Oh, the- right. Maybe well, you're gonna get beat, get beat over the top. You're gonna right? get, get beat at the back line. Exactly. Right. Right. So what's crazy is the Lions are not the first team eliminated and still have a shot, fellas, at making the playoffs. I mean. In the immortal words of Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber, so you're saying there's a chance. There's a there chance. is no chance. Like, like what is it? There's got to be like 12 teams that lose out. <laughs> Maybe this was the turnaround they needed, you know? I, I, but guess who doesn't have a shot? Exactly. The Houston Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Yeah. The first team to be eliminated. But 31 other teams still have that chance. Yeah, I felt bad for David Kelly all season long. He just felt like this was not going to work its way out nicely, despite how good of a great of a guy he is. It was destined for ineptitude, from especially as soon as Terod Taylor got hurt. Yeah, ineptitude, dysfunction. There's a lot of things to describe that organization right now. And David Kelly is not any of those. Nope. Uh, But everything around him, dude, no chance. Yeah. Tough situation, but I mean, the NFL loves parody, and we got it. There's no doubt about it. Well, looking back at week uh, 13, guys, favorites were on top again. Eight favorites covered against the spread. Underdogs, uh, five covered against the spread. And and quick, full disclosure, I mean, you two were right. Why in the world would I bet against New England and Bill Belichick? I mean, they had to throw three passes. That's it. 
And once again, he found a way to shut down Buffalo's offense. And um, you were right. I was yes. wrong. Yes. Hey, Ron, did you hear what he said after the game in the locker room when the conditions were bad? Because Bill Belichick is notorious for making his guys practice outside in the conditions. Right. Everybody else wants to be in the bubble and nice and cozy. He said, this is why we practice in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Incredible, but hey, I will give myself some credit. I did pick the Steelers. Mm. I don't know how they won that game, but they my, somehow. My buddy said it the other day. There's two coaches you don't bet against. Belichick and Nick Saban. <laughs> That's right. Mental note, writing that down right now. As we get ready for week number 14. Wow. Uh, by week for those Patriots who earned it by winning their seventh straight. Also, for the Colts, Dolphins, and Eagles. And, you know, before we get to our pick, kind of strange, guys, isn't it, to have a bye week in week 14, especially I know you two play fantasy football. This is like the last regular season game in fantasy football for many leagues, but it's strange. Four teams have the week off. Yeah, it does, but it's good for those four teams because you're getting a respite at the end after all this attrition and you're beat up and you're tired and, you get to rest for a week and then come back and make the stretch run with four games remaining uh, in December to try to make the postseason. And some of those teams still have a chance, like Miami. Now, I know they haven't beaten great teams in their uh, six-game winning streak, but they have our five-game winning streak, but they've won. They've won. At the end of the day, sure, sure. looks better uh, defensively. They're playing, you know, all out, zero coverage, a third of the time. I mean, it's pretty awesome what they're doing. So if they can find a way to win some games they're supposed to lose – they might make the playoffs. Yeah, this is this is that year, obviously, with that extra game, 17th regular season football game, where there are, there are a lot of quirks in the schedule. I mean, That's there right. always is, especially because the NFL and their infinite wisdom wants uh, division games to be the last game of the year. So there's there's some interesting uh, 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 dynamics going on in, in some schedules, but this one even more so because of that extra week. So this, I mean... I don't know if I'd want to buy week this late, to be honest with you. Um, I, it, it's great to get rest at certain points in the year, but especially if you're a momentum team, you're a team that's on that five-game winning points. streak. It's 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 hard to lay it down, especially when you have to have crucial wins at the end of the season. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. For betters, this is, uh, to, to me, it, it's, it's, it's something you have to consider. And I have a game this week that uh, uh, it, it, it exemplifies this point. So. Well, there is the big tease from Rondag. So let's get right to it, guys. Game number one on Betting with the Barbers. We begin with a key AFC versus NFC matchup between two of the league's top teams, the 7-5 and five Buffalo Bills and the 9-3 and three Tampa Bay Bucks. Buffalo flat out needs a win to keep pace with New England now. They're one and a half games behind the Pats. And the NFC South leading Bucks are just running away with that division. The three other teams are five and seven. Buffalo, six, five, and one against the spread. But I found this interesting, guys. One and three against the spread in their past four, and only two and five in their past seven. Tampa Bay, six and six against the spread. They have won and covered in three straight games. All right, we check out the odds from Superbook.com. The Bucks opened up as a minus three and a half point favorite. The line has come down to Tampa Bay minus three. 
A lot of movement on the over-under. That opened up at 53 and a half points, down to 52, guys. Let's break down this uh, this matchup, and we'll start with you, Tiki. You know, this is an interesting one because I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they they start slow. Every game, it's like, dude, they, what are they? They're just playing around and toying with you a little bit. <laughs> Defensively, they're not overly, like, dominant either. It's like, what are they doing? And they go and they win by 20. It's like, dude, what's, what's up with this, this Bucks team? But honestly, I look at what Buffalo is facing right now. And it is a slide. It is a roller coaster, really, more than a slide. They won in Kansas City back in week five. Then they lost to Tennessee. Then they won in Minnesota. Then they lost to Jacksonville. Then they won against the Jets. And they lost it to Indy. Then they won against New Orleans. And they lost to the New Orleans Patriots. It's like they're literally up and down. Now, I'm not saying they're going to correct that and get a win this week against the Bay Buccaneers. But I do think they keep it close, especially in a warm weather uh, facility because they're down in Tampa this week. They can, they can spread out and get wide open and find ways to make plays against this Buccaneers defense and keep this one close. I'm inclined to take Buffalo, not necessarily to win, but maybe to win, uh, uh, getting three points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have been less than dominant. They're, they're good, and they're obviously the best one of the best records in the NFC, not the best. That's Arizona. But I, I feel like they're vulnerable. They can be had if you play a smart game, and I think Buffalo is prime for one of those. So give me Buffalo – plus three points down in the used to be sombrero <laughs> right nice tiki, okay tiki you are out of your ever living mind i love this <laughs> what here we go <laughs> I, when was the last time the bucks lost a game can you remember uh, six weeks ago and by the way t- the buffalo bills still have a top ranked defense they're still top five in every category. I'm, I'm about to I'm about to address that. Okay. So the Bucks are, I think they're four and oh against the spread at home. Check me on that uh uh rig here in, in their last four games. And for me, it's impossible to dislike Tampa. I mean, I've watched every single one of their plays. They can beat you with so many weapons, their talent is way deep, and plus that defense that everybody wants to keep saying is vulnerable, much like y'all are saying Kansas City's defense is vulnerable still. They're not. They're they are good. Tampa's got their cornerbacks healthy. Carlton Davis is back. Sean Murphy Bunting is back. And look, to me, Buffalo might not be as good as advertised, dude. Mm. New, England, New, New England's really good. But Buffalo, you mentioned that roller coaster, three and four in their last seven games, dude. We're getting to crunch time, and they're three and four. Their defense is talented, dude, but collectively is where they're good. Individually, not so much, man. Tredavious White, their best corner, IR, uh, they don't produce sacks. And they're Mm -hmm. going up this week against a quarterback in Tom Brady, who is the least sacked quarterback in the league of a guy that started 10 or 11 games, whatever it is. Yes, they need to win a game, right? But uh, on, on on paper, this is a great matchup, right? Great D versus great O, number one pass offense versus number one pass defense, number one in points versus second in points per game on defense. But the reality is teams that beat Buffalo run the ball, like run the crap out of the ball. They Mm -hmm. they saw that on Monday. Right, 196 yards uh, outgained in their last two two games. Tampa, you know, they don't run the ball because, I mean, they just choose not to. They have the best quarterback in the history of the game. They have TB12, right? But against Indy, they ran for 142 yards and one. Against Chicago, they ran for 182 yards, and it was the, the, the end of a four-game streak where they rushed for 100 yards. They can do it. They just don't do it because Tom Brady is just that good. Gronk, right now, since he's been back from his rib injury, 
uh, untouchable. Mm-hmm. The guy, all he do, all he does is score tutties. You should <laughs> Uh, your mind says you want this to be a game because of Buffalo's defense. But, look, there's only one thing that gives you pause, and that's the game record of Josh Allen because of his ability to get out of pocket, create, and extend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very inconsistent. Um, Three-point cover, I think this is a a blowout at home for Tampa, to be honest with you. Buffalo's on the wrong side of history right now because Tampa's hitting their stride. And the best team – is definitely the home team this week. In a shocker, Rondé goes with his Tampa Bay Bucks. Four and zero against the spread as double-digit favorites. Five and zero against the spread at home. So you make you make a, a, a great case. Uh, you know this stat stuck out to me, guys. Tom Brady just owns the Bills. There's no doubt about it. 35 games against them. He's gone 32 and three. That's the most wins any quarterback has against any other team in NFL history. So you've got Brady who owns that team. But for me, this is the crossroads game for the Bills. You know, that loss puts them against New England, puts them at the number seven seed right now. I mean, they're a half game ahead of Pittsburgh um, and, and really from being out of the playoffs. So, I see this going one of two ways. I, I could see the Bills being blown out after you know imploding against the Patriots, or I think they could bounce back with so much on the line. The Bills, I think it's that second-ranked NFL defense in scoring. I think they'll give Brady some challenges. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm with you, TK. I'm not sure if they win, but I think they're going to cover. So I'm going to go with the Bills myself. I learned nothing from Monday night. Apparently, don't don't get don't get twisted because they've given up over 200 yards the last two losses, 240 on average the last two, because against the New England Patriots they averaged 3.5 yards per carry. The Pats did. If you take away the 64 yard touchdown, yeah, they ran for 220. They ran the ball 46 times and had one bust out. They were 45 to 3.5 yards per carry and one for 64. That's all I'm how saying. Many, how many breakout carries did you have in your in your I had a hundred lot, yard man. days? A lot. lot. Can't a take lot. those away. You know what Monty Kiffin used to always say? No, oh, well, guys, we played great except for that 90 yard <laughs> touchdown run. <laughs> yeah, but here's the difference, bro. Oh when man, I, when I when I broke one, I went with two bills. That's all I'm saying. All right. That had to be enjoyable, Tiki, as a running back, seeing a team just pounded and pounded and oh, pounded. Yeah. I mean, they probably I didn't even that. need to throw those three passes. I love. I absolutely love that. Bill Belichick. I know. I know that Sean McDermott doesn't want to give him credit, but you got to give him credit. You got to give him credit, man. He's the best. He's the best. All right. So Rondé goes with the Bucks. Tiki and I will take the Bills plus the three points. Sign up now at Superbook.com. Download the app and make sure you're following us on social media at Superbook Sports and at Betting with the Barbers. We got it. Go out on Twitter and start to follow us. We'll send out clips of our picks throughout the week. All right, guys, let's move on to game number two. We've seen some massive uh, Monday night football games recently. That trend continues this week in week 14 with a key NFC West matchup between the number one seed in the NFC and division leading Arizona Cardinals, who are 10 and 0 or 10 and 2, excuse me, and the 8 and 4 LA Rams, who are two games behind the cards in the NFC West. The Rams got back on track last week by 
destroying the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of of course, Jacksonville is the cure for everybody getting better pretty much. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> and Arizona, listen, they can essentially uh, seal the division title with a win over L.A. A few stats as we go in. The Rams are 5-7 and seven against the spread, covering only 41 percent of the time on the flip side the cardinals nine and three covering 75 percent of the time against the spread they're tied with dallas for number two just behind green bay who is 10 and two against the spread odds coming in from superbook.com the opening odds had arizona at minus two and a half guys i saw it go up to minus three but current odds as of this morning uh, back down to Arizona, minus two and a half, over under open at 52 and a half. It's down to 51 and a half. Let's break it down. Rondé, you are up. Two and a half. They're begging you for that field goal. I love when lines go to two and a half. They just they just want you to get in here. Look, the, the Rams, they 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 had they got their W, right? Uh, but this is a this is a must-win game. Let's, let's make no mistake about it. If they're going to catch Arizona or have any chance to catch Arizona, this is the game. Because if they win, they're only a game back right. uh, from, from from the Cardinals. Arizona's last loss, which was Carolina three weeks ago, was a shocker. But you know, it was with Colt McCoy, who, by the way, is not an MVP candidate. Yeah. Kyler Murray is. Since then, great it, to me, gritty type of wins versus Seattle and Chicago. Like last week, Kyler Murray was back. He wasn't great, but he was good enough. DeAndre Hopkins was back. He wasn't great, but he was good enough. Their defense turned the ball over four times uh, off Chicago. Um, and, and I expect them to get a little bit better test this week against the Rams, but it's not like Raheem's Rams D is playing great e either, right? I like Arizona in this game for one reason. Secretly, because nobody talks about it. Secretly, they have a really good defense. They're fifth yeah. in yards, fourth against the pass, and points allowed. And, and, and they don't get mentioned because Kyler Murray gets every highlight, right? But they can get after you with Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden, who I'm sure people listen to this don't. Who the heck is Marcus Golden? Hmm. Played for Arizona, played for the Giants, now has 10 sacks back in Arizona. I mean, the guy can play. What you don't like is the corner matchup with the receivers of the, of the Rams. But Byron Murphy is having a great year, and Buda Baker's heck of a player, man. They take the ball away. That's why you you like this team. Uh, and conversely, Arizona doesn't give it away. So L.A., despite um, uh, uh, Matthew Stafford's 3,600 yards, 30 touchdown, Cooper Cup's quasi-MVP type of season, I still expect this Arizona defense to step up. If they're going to be true Super Bowl contenders, Arizona, I'm saying, um, this is the game where they can prove it. I think they're 10 and two for a reason. And so for a field goal, I'm taking Arizona all day long here. Yeah, I agree with you, Rondé. I, I, I wish I could be, you know, the contrarian here, but I can't. Arizona has a, a pedigree and there's so many questions about Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach and what he would be able to do in his third season. You know, he hadn't really had, you know, huge successes. There were some things that were positive, obviously Kyler Murray winning the, uh, the rookie of the year, but there was nothing you could point to that said, this is the identity of this team. Well, the identity, as much as we want to talk about Kyler and the explosive offensive weapons, Christian Kirk, you mentioned, you, you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins, who, by the way, doesn't have a hundred yard receiving 
game yeah. at all this year. He does have yeah. eight touchdowns, but no 100-yard receiving game. Wow. A.J. Green is there, right? But the X factor is their defense, as you mentioned, 23 turnovers they have. They're plus mm. 12 in the turnover margin. More importantly, 11 fumbles. And when I yeah. see 11 fumbles, that means that guys are hustling to the football. They're hustling, they're stripping, and they're and they're and they're gang tackling, and that's how you get fumbles. Uh, that's second, eleven fumbles is second in the National Football League. More importantly, offensively, James Conner. Remember that guy who yeah. was in Pittsburgh had that great story who was just kind of like, yeah, he can't stay healthy. He's not really good. Dude's got twelve touchdowns, man. We're week. This is week going into week thirteen or fourteen actually. He's got twelve touchdowns and two Dang. in the air. So he's got fourteen total touchdowns for James Conner. Right, so. Yes, they haven't put a full game together yet, but if they do, damn, they're going to be rough. Uh, yeah. And I look, I like the the aesthetics of the L.A. Rams. I love what McVeigh, how he creates offense and the skill position players. But they're just not they're not they're not firing on all cylinders. I like Arizona to keep rolling here. If they can win the way that they won without Kyler Murray, wait till he gets right. So yeah, give me Arizona getting two and a half points in this game. Or laying two and a half points in this game, I should say. Laying two, yeah. That's a great point. They really did not lose any ground without Kyler Murray. And he came back and and picked up right where he left off against Chicago. The Rams, you know, they're holding the number five seed right now. But if they have any shot at at wanting to catch them and maybe uh, capture the division, they need this win. Uh, I think a big key – they, they just can't turn the ball over. I, I, I look at this matchup, and I think we're in store for another, you know, fantastic finish, end-of-game type of, of ending. Um, but the, the key for me is in watching the Rams, and, I, I mean, how tough is Matthew Stafford? That, that guy has been getting blown up yeah, yeah. the last couple of weeks. And it, it fuels him, which it is great, but it's also week 14. It's yeah. got to be taking a toll as well. Uh, I look at this. I think the cards take the season uh, sweep. They're going to get the win in the desert, cover the two and a half. And they're also another factor I like is, uh, you know, you mentioned James Conner has been killing it. Now they get Chase Edmonds back. It looks like he's going to play this weekend. That's a, that's a pretty formidable um, double uh, running back situation for them. I'm going with the cards. Uh, superbook.com just some latest odds Arizona is now seven to one favorites to win the Super Bowl LA is down to 12 to one so check out superbook.com for all the latest odds and line movement it is now time for our Barber Brothers game of the week before you lock in those picks get to superbook.com and make sure you are downloading the Superbook app. All right, game of the week. Tiki, it's all yours. Yes, I love the two divisions in the AFC that don't have a losing team right now is currently the AFC North uh, and also the AFC West. And the team that's sitting at the bottom of that division is the LA Raiders, or Las Vegas Raiders, I should say. And they have a huge game this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we all remember in week 10, a few weeks ago, they got blown out doors blown off by the chiefs it was 41 to 14 and i so want to say that the raiders are going to be able to rebound and find a way to get right because they're so desperate but it's not going to happen because as ronde was saying before and this is a big line by the way it's nine and a half at this point uh, yeah. Kansas city's laying nine and a half uh in this game 
their defense has been playing fantastic in Kansas in Kansas City. No one talks about it, but Chris Jones has been been balling. Melvin Ingram has been balling on the defensive side of the ball. In fact, the reason that they beat the Dallas Cowboys a couple of weeks ago is because Chris Jones just eviscerated the left guard of the of the Cowboys and had three and a half sacks from the tackle position. And so they they found themselves defensively despite the horrendous start. I think more importantly, their defense has improved. They've had eleven takeaways in the last four. Four games and in in Kansas City just knows right now that this is their time to accelerate and and claim this division and put their and put their uh their uh their stamp on this division. Um, I like Kansas City a lot. I think Patrick Mahomes is starting to figure out how to play with eight dropping as opposed to um, you know this this man coverage that he used to get in his first couple of years. He's getting smarter with the football. And more importantly, history, recent history informs me. He had five touchdowns against against the against the Raiders uh, four weeks ago. I think that trend continues, and they win this one pretty big. So give me the Kansas City Chiefs laying nine and a half. All right. I, I love that. Kansas City minus nine for Tiki. And that game was in uh, in Vegas, too. Uh, Kansas City lo- losses to Baltimore and Tennessee or why they're at number four in the conference mm-hmm. standings right yep. now. So this is a big game uh, for them for sure. All right, Rondé, what do you have for your game of the week? Well, first of all, to, to, to bounce off Tiki, when, when Sorensen's scoring touchdowns, that's right. He's just playing great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point. Thanks for bringing that up as a birthday guy. <laughs> oh, so, guys, we ask every week, who is truly – the best team in the AFC. Right. Right. Because it's 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 a convoluted it's a yeah, 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 it's a mess, right? It's New England right now, if you ask yes. me, just because of yeah. the things that we continue to talk about week in and and, and week out. Yeah. To me, the Baltimore Ravens are not a complete enough team to be there. We're mm-hmm. enamored with the quarterback, as we rightfully should be. He's got 2,800 passes and passing yards and 750 rushing yards, which is unique at, at the position. And their defense is supposed to be good. They're not that good, by the way. <laughs> but I think people are falling out of love with this team. That even at 8-4 and the second best team in the, in the AFC, by record, they, they are dogs Yeah, on the road to Cleveland, man. That's why I chose this game. Uh, and, 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 and I know Tiki is on standby to do this game, so no commenting here. But the Browns are 6-6, six and six, right? inexplicable on offense with like a middling passing game, maybe. And, uh, you know, a completely unloved Baker Mayfield. They can run a football. <laughs> they, can love, they can run the football. We know they can do that. But they have reciprocating wins since mid-October. Wow. Win, loss, win, loss. Yeah. Reciprocating. You know, word. Good word. <laughs> word of the day, by the way. Tiki mm-hmm. does that all the time. Here's the quirk, and I and I and I threw it out there to you guys earlier. They're coming off a bye. Mm. This is this is the biggest quirk I think I've ever seen in scheduling. Their last opponent before that bye, Baltimore Ravens. Well, how weird is that? That is weird. Yeah. What the back-to-back games essentially versus the same team? So here, so here's my thought. The Browns have uh, two weeks to prepare for a team they just played. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Baltimore coming off a loss. Uh, to, to Pittsburgh and not looking very convincing in their two yeah. wins uh, against Chicago and Cleveland. So p- betters are saying 
maybe Cleveland has a chance here, right? Yeah. It's basically three weeks, Rondé, to prepare because you prepared for a week. Lost. Point. Now you have two more weeks to prepare for this. It's Good weird. <laughs> In the last game, right, we know Cleveland only wants to run the football. They held yeah. them to 40 yards, right? Yeah. So you ask yourself, here's the question, and this is what I think why this line is, is wrong. Can Cleveland take advantage of the second worst pass defense in football with no corners? <laughs> Baker Mayfield, his completion percentage, and this is for you, Rig, is plummeting like my handicap. I'm playing. I'm playing too good, guys. Oh. <laughs> you better be. Where's my drink? I need a drink. Like we had a drink when he talks golf. <laughs> no, no, they have, they have no Doku because he's out with uh, uh, on COVID protocol. They don't have a good number one second receiver. Jarvis Landry is it. There is not a wide receiver on this football team, not one, with more than 20 catches other than Jarvis Landry. Both tight ends have 20-plus, and and, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt has 20-plus. That's pathetic. So if if the Cleveland Browns are going to win this game, they got to throw the football against the bad uh, Ravens pass defense, I I just don't see it happen. Baltimore right now, if if you're the Ravens, you are seething right now because you failed to convert a two-point conversion that would have essentially eliminated the Pittsburgh Steelers out of the conversation. 100%. This is a comeback game, and they're going to win on the road. The line is, what, you said two and a half? Two and a half, yeah. I I don't see Cleveland being able to, to cover this line at home, so take Baltimore. Oh, man, that was a little turn. I thought you were going all Cleveland, and suddenly... Goes back. I love it. And if you took the bet that uh, Rondé would get a golf reference in this week, <laughs> cha-ching, cash that ticket. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, it is time. Let's uh, let's fire up the uh, DeLorean. Let's pull out Biff Tannen's Gray's Sports Almanac. And we are going back to the futures as we check out Three future bets that you can make at Superbook.com or on the Superbook Sports app. All right, we begin, fellas, with the Tennessee Titans. Had a bye. They're coming back this week. Tennessee is currently 12-1 to to win the AFC Championship. Let's start with Tiki. Are you uh, buying that bet or are you passing? No, I'm passing on that bet. I know know the odds are pretty interesting, but – they're just not playing consistently enough on offense. And Ryan Tannehill, without the running game of Derrick Henry behind him, just is making too many mistakes. If they get ever, if they ever get into a position where they have to come from behind, the mistakes start piling up on top of each other. It's actually not dissimilar to Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Um, he's really good when they're running the football. When Elijah Mitchell, who's under the radar, having an unbelievable season, if he does not run in the football or Debo Samuel's not accenting that offense in, in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo is prone to turnovers. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is that times two. So uh, I'm I, I'm not taking that one. I know that the odds are great. I'm No way I'm touching that. I'm not touching that one either, Ron. Look, the, the Tennessee defense is not, not statistically good. And when you watch them on tape, they're mm-hmm. not very exciting either. Do they have some players? Yeah, every team has some players. But they're, they're, they're not a good enough unit to be the best in the AFC, right? Because we already know he can't beat Bill Belichick, even though <laughs> because we already established that Bill Belichick's the best coach in football. He'll find a way to take advantage of an offense that's uh, 16th in total yards and, is, and only throws for 210 yards a game. 
Uh, Tennessee, I, there's no way I would take that bet. And I've been skeptic, skeptical on them the entire year without Derrick Henry, and I will continue to be so until he comes back, which is probably after they're eliminated. Yeah, Rondé, by the way, you said at the beginning, don't bet against Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. It's exactly why Kirby Smart with the number one defense and the number six offense got blown out uh, against Alabama in the SEC championship game, which I didn't see coming. By the way, we went, we were completely wrong on that. I would sure never were. bet against Nick Saban. Again. Hey, who else we were wrong on was that damn Utah State. Or- Oregon, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, but you know why? You know why now? You know why? Because Mario Cristobal was half out the door, bro. He had already negotiated his new deal yeah. with the Miami. Oh, that is a, such a good point. And good he was point. out the door, bro. Trust so me. We, we we need that information before we that, lay yeah, down. Where was that last <laughs> week? Lay down our opinion, dude. They lost the game the next day. He was announced as the head coach as the, yeah. as the Hurricanes. Yeah. Are you like yeah. really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Dude. we should all stick to uh, NFL games. Yeah. Well, because there's too much, there's too much, there's too much money in college football where these coaches who have these massive buyouts yep. get, get pieced out. Ed Odron is making seventeen million dollars. They're not going to pay Brian Kelly nine twenty six yeah. million dollars. Yeah. They're paying to one coach that's there yeah. and, and one that's not the next season. Like, what in the hell are we talking about? I right? Don't know. So institutions of higher education. <laughs> We're talking about the highest paid employee in the state by far. Yeah. So, and the assistant all, coaches service. aren't getting that money. And no. it's, uh, yeah, no. it's, and it took away some shine from the games too. There was too all much right. going on with the coaches. Come on. It's about the kids, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. They need to make a moratorium to be honest with you. I'm with you. 100%. A year. All yeah, right. I, let's I, know, I know there's recruiting and shit, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. We'll save that for another show, man. We could do two hours <laughs> on that for sure. Uh, let's continue with a Back to the Futures, our second future bet. We're looking at the L.A. Chargers, guys, plus 210 to win the AFC West. Rondé, you Ooh. like those odds? Ooh, 210. What's their record right now? Six, seven, and five. Yeah, you know what? 210. One game behind the Chiefs right now. I, I might take that because the Chiefs, despite their defense playing well and, you know, Mahomes learning how to find what – they're vulnerable. Like, you you feel any moment that the, the, the Chiefs could lose a game, right? Yep. The last couple of weeks, there's been that sense that any particular play have gone the other way, they lose a football game. Now, the Chargers – they're 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 a little too enigmatic really mm-hmm. for me to to say i love them they're also uh in the last five weeks on reciprocating wins losses <laughs> it's just, they just they you don't know what you're gonna get but the one thing you do know uh is that they can throw the football and they can make every game competitive and i know alan right he's out now right he's uh they put him on ir uh, this yeah. week yep. um so that may impact this bet, but I, I like them as much as I like the Chiefs, to be honest with you in this division. So I, I would I would throw a flyer out there on this one. This one is hard. If I was gonna spend a hundred bucks to win 250 or two to win five, I think I'd spend my two hundred elsewhere to win five. I just I don't I don't love it. Uh mainly because of what Rondé just said. The reciprocating wins, they're up and they're down. And Staley is a rookie head coach, as we all know. And so you're getting in crunch time and there's some experience in game planning and situational football that he just hasn't had in real time. Not knocking them. I think they're a good team. They just as well 
uh, could win this division, especially if, if Kansas City keeps playing, um, you know, uncertain football. But I think Kansas City's getting better. And I think they their schedule lot lays out in their advantage. So I, I'm I wouldn't waste my hundred bucks to win two fifty on this. So I wouldn't take it. Well, and with that big win over the Bengals, the Chargers are currently number five in the AFC playoff seating, and only as I said, that one game behind Kansas City, and they get Kansas City at home next week. So keep an eye on that. The Chiefs, according to Superbook.com, right now are minus 240 to uh, to win the AFC West. Uh, the, my Broncos, 40 to 1, and the Raiders, 100 to 1. So, uh, <laughs> you know, again, if you're saying there's a chance, um, there's a chance. mathematically, they're not eliminated. <laughs> 100 to 1. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now <laughs> that we've uh, we've pretty much um, said that we know nothing about college football betting, uh, our producer Mike Rigg will throw in a college uh, future bet. Thank you, Mike. Here we, um, go. here we go. We are looking at the Michigan Wolverines, guys. They are eight to one favorites to win the national championship. Your thoughts? Tim? All day. All day. I do Ooh. that all day. Eight to one oh, is a big all number. All day. All day. And you know why? Because this feels like John or Jim Harbaugh's year. He's got a great run game. Hassan Haskins and, and Blake Quorum are, are just unbelievable backs, especially with that offensive line blocking the way that they do. There's The line pushes. Like you watch them, they push like a yard, a yard and a half at the snap of the football, which makes it so much easier for a running back to find lanes. And as a result, they can control time of possession. I mean, they just utterly you know, destroyed Iowa, especially in the second half. They ran through Ohio yeah. State, who at one point yeah. we were saying was, you know, on, on par with, with Georgia as the best team in college football. That was that was an ass kicking a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and now now that that out Michigan is going to play Georgia, right, two is going to play three. I think Georgia, we got to like revisit their schedule. And look, who did they actually beat? The the SEC East is not very good. We're talking yeah. Vanderbilts and Kentuckys and Florida's. Yeah. Like, there's not very good. And then they got to the SEC championship against the SEC West, which obviously was Alabama, and got beat up. Stetson Bennett is not ready for the occasion. I love the kid. His story yeah. is unbelievable. He looks Different more level. mature this year. But I did an Alabama game last year. I saw the same thing happen. Played good for a half, got destroyed interceptions in the second half. I, I think that Michigan's defense is tight. Um, uh, Jim, John, uh, Jim Harbaugh spent this entire offseason remaking his staff. It got significantly younger um, and, and the energetic, and they relate to those guys. 100%. Give me Michigan 8-1. to one. Those are odds I would take any day. I'm, I agree. 8-1, I, to one, you kidding me? Michigan's defense, they, they probably have the, the best defense alignment in football. What's 97's name? I forget his name right Aiden now. Hutchinson. Yeah, Hutchinson. Hutchinson, yeah. He's going to be one or two in the draft, and David Ajabo. And up for the Heisman. Who's, who's another one. The other defensive end is amazing as well. All right, yeah. they, they, they are just good on the front on their front seven. Michigan showed me something this year that I haven't seen from them in years, and it's that. It's their ability to win games on on defense. Now, Ohio State was good. It was a good offensive football team, and they it was over the top all day long. Right, bam, bam, bam. They limited those opportunities and then ran away with the, with the football game. Essentially, I think 
Like literally they, ran away. When they, when they beat when they beat Georgia and they go play Cincinnati in the title game. Y'all right, y'all didn't hear that, right? They're not playing Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> they just wrote it when down. They Georgia, when they beat Georgia, they, I think they kill Alabama in the title game. I think they are a physical enough team that they and they get after the quarterback. And, and we've shown Bryce Bryce Young's a good football player, right? Good young football player. Yeah. When he gets under duress. He he loses his mind, dude, and, yeah. and, and that's the that's what Georgia wasn't able to do to him in that in that title game last week. Michigan will be able to do that. So eight to one, absolutely, I'm taking that. Yeah, I love that bet I, for sure. I mean, uh, Alabama loses to Texas A&M, and then should have lost to Auburn too in that uh, four overtime game. Yeah, but that's uh, only because they have a young quarterback who's going to win the Heisman, Bryce Young. He's the yeah. odds-on favorite to win the yeah. Heisman Trophy. He didn't yep. play well on the road. That environment down in Texas A&M was just electric. Same thing happened in Florida. It was an electric environment in Florida. Same thing happened in Auburn. He just was overwhelmed in those moments. He played okay statistically, but if you watch the game, he was just off. Neutral, yeah. neutral site or at home. Bryce Young is the man. Look, look how many times. He's the man. Look how many times. Look how many times Bryce Young had chances in all those games to extend drives and failed on third down. He yeah. won't let the ball out of his hands if it gets sticky. It's not going to make mistakes. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where that's well. I think that's where Michigan take take advantage of when they play. If they yeah. play. If they. So Superbook odds right now. Uh, Michigan at eight to one has the third best odds. Bama best odds at plus one ten. Georgia plus one forty. Wow, they're still on the. Yeah, no way I'm taking Georgia. No way. Hey, and we can't leave Cincinnati out. Eighteen to one is what I had. I'll I'll put my money on that one. Actually, hey, I'm hey, I'm off the Bengals bandwagon. I mean, I'm the Bearcats. I'd love to see him win. I, I just, I'd love that would be fun. I'm just it. happy that the college football playoff committee had the, you know what, to put him in. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I was waiting for him to get screwed, oh. and they didn't do it. Here's, here's the question: What if Oklahoma State would have won? Oh yeah, yeah. Chaos. I was kind of rooting for Notre Dame just because, you know, with Kelly leaving, how great would that be that suddenly they went on a a run and, yeah, we don't need you, Coach. We're doing just fine. Well, they both stayed. I mean, both his coordinators, Marcus Freeman is now the head coach and Tommy Reeves is the OC. They they both decided to stay. Who's coming with me? Who's Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Not me. Not me. See ya. All right, guys. That's going to do it for our uh, Back to the Future segment. All season long, Superbook has given fans a chance to watch the big game with the Barber Brothers in Las Vegas on Super Bowl weekend. And all you have to do is just send us a question via Twitter for the guys. If yours picked, you're in. Just that easy. Send it to at Betting with the Barbers, at Superbook Sports, at Rondé Barber, at Tiki Barber, and at R. Cruck, and you are in. All right, guys, this week's question comes in from Jeff Stredler, at Jay Stredler. Good question. Here it is. Who was the best college football player you ever went up against during your time at UVA? Um. I'm going to have to say Peter Boulware, who was a defensive end 
of the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, and it was earlier in my career. We, I, I mean, we beat them in our our third season, which was most people call junior. We call first, second, third year. Our third year, we beat Florida State. He wasn't there. First couple of years, dude was a monster. Um, and he used to talk trash by saying things like, you know, Jesus loves you. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? You can't really go after <laughs> know. something like that. <laughs> I would have said Peter Bowler. He was awesome. Oh God, this was tough for me. Uh, we we played we played some good teams. We played Michigan. We played mm-hmm. Texas. You know, we played all those ACC schedules. The best play. I mean, for me, this was actually pretty easy because we played them twice a year, every year, uh, or played them every year that we were there. Um, it was, it was war done. He was yeah. unbelievable in college and he was unbelievable as a freshman. He was even more unbelievable as a sophomore. He was ridiculous as a junior yeah. and he was player, you know, he was almost player of the year Heisman kind of quality as a senior. He made me look stupid so many times trying <laughs> to back him in the open field. So for me, for me, it was him. I played against some pretty good receivers across, yeah. across those, my, my three years playing. Because uh, I was redshirted my my first year, but I played three started three years. But he was he was the one. He was the one you just couldn't get prepared for. Because no matter what you did, he was going to make you miss in space. And he, it proved to be a ten thousand yard back in the league too. So I mean, he he was awesome. He was a stud, no doubt about it. Great question. We appreciate that coming in, Jeff. And you can get your questions in at any time during the week. Send them to at betting with the barbers on twitter all right guys we're gonna wrap things up but before kickoff on thursday night with the uh vikings and steelers uh any final thoughts before we roll into week number 14 yeah new york fans it'll turn for the giants and the jets eventually just wait just wait eventually Eventually. there's a chance you know there is a chance there's uh my, my my take is there's some very interesting games this week and it's not all like great versus great games, but like Pittsburgh having to go on the road and win mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. You know, even if you're like, uh, Tiki already talked about Las Vegas and uh, and Kansas City, but like Atlanta and Carolina, you, for a betting perspective, they're both five and seven. It's a division game. Come on, man, that's that's interesting, right? The offensive coordinator and yeah, Carolina, exactly. they, they fired exactly. Joe Brady. I mean, wow, that's that's a big deal. Chicago having to go to Green Bay. You know, like I don't know. It's a division game. There's some. There's some interesting games uh, this weekend. Uh, New Orleans Jets. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Another shout out to New York. Yeah. Welcome well, to my life. Come January third. <laughs> How about Dallas and Washington? Washington yeah, that one too. Yeah, that's, that, to that's the, right that was at the top of my list. That's right. Dallas, yeah. Washington. Yeah, come on, man. Washington's on a roll a little bit, right? Yeah, finding ways to win games, and Dallas is offensive line compromise. Put it that way. There you go. And of course, all eyes will be on my Broncos taking on the Lions, the surging mm-hmm. Lions on fire. Dude, you better not lose that game. You better hey, not lose that game. Hey, one of the three of us right. will watch that game. You are right. <laughs> I will be there. Yes. Oh gosh. Wow. What happened to my life? All right, guys. Hey. Great job as always, and uh, we appreciate all our listeners and fans. Make sure you get in the game at Superbook.com and download the Superbook app for the latest odds. Follow Superbook on social media at Superbook Sports and at Betting with the Barbers. 
The show airs on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and at superbook.com. New episodes drop every Thursday at 6 Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And look for our picks and clips throughout the weekend on social media. Hey, and quickly, if you are in Colorado, I'll be hosting a UFC 269 watch party from the Superbook Sports book up at the lodge casino guys why don't you come out for it hey i wish i could i might have to i might have to be in cleveland though (laughs) i can't wait for somebody to send me a question on uh in an mma fight which barber gets it Mm. done we'll save that for. i'm a lover not a fighter yeah and you're heavier than me i think you got the advantage Come up to uh, Blackhawk, the Lodge Casino, and the Superbook uh, Sportsbook for a great time. UFC 269, great card stack from top to bottom. Come say hello. And uh, that's going to do it for Tiki and Ronde. I'm Ron Kruk. We will see you next week. Enjoy the games, everyone. You've been locked into the Betting with a Barbers podcast. 10-5, touchdown, Tiki Barber. Presented by Superbook Sports. Featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber. And featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way. 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.